Yo, what's good, people? How's it going out there? I hope you're all doing awesome. <clears throat> I'm happy to be a part of this Halloween Raidathon, by the way. Worst damn, thank you for inviting me. Of course. And thank you to everybody else that's a part of it that accepted me and that's also doing some dope streams. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, just gonna introduce myself, Sir Sturdy, host of the Horror Sir Sturdy podcast, movie reviews. I do game, <coughs> I do all kinds of shit out of the horror umbrella, honestly. This right here is my bread and butter, my baby, the podcast portions. Where Sam's with me right now. <coughs> Mick from the Scene Stops will be on here in a few minutes. And we're going to be discussing a very fun film, a film that I really enjoy. And I actually enjoyed this remake better than the original. Nice. But we'll dive into that. <coughs> we'll get into that in a few. We'll get into that soon. But uh, I missed your stream. I was still asleep. How'd your, how'd your stuff go? It went really well. By the end of it, it had like 16 people in, in it consistently, and I was the second person up. And then by the end of it, it went and transferred over and got everybody over to the next person, which was uh, Slayer TTV 750. Super dope streamer. Uh, fucking, I checked the analytics for the stream. Had 70 new watchers, and half of them were all brand new, unique ones. So half of that is people who've never seen me before some and the other half of people that have popped in and out or whatnot so i mean that's a blessing bro that's dope that's beautiful, that's beautiful. and this 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 whole again thanks for inviting me to this this is this is fucking awesome and i think it's i don't understand why more content creators bro are you sure you're live I, yeah and on twitch you had it linked to your twitch yeah i'm live i got five viewers right now oh bet okay Perfect. Sorry about that. You're good. You're good. Last minute bullshit. It's all good. How you guys doing? Great. How about yourself, good sir? Good. Goddamn, Chris, you've been fucking killing it today. Trying, bro. I'll be back a little bit later at the end of the night for the end podcast at midnight Eastern, eleven CTS or CST. Nice, dude. How you feeling? Yeah. Are you liking? I'm good. Yeah, bro. I, I I got up 10 minutes before I was supposed to be live. Fucking rush. Got everything ready. Got it going. My girl brought me coffee like an hour later. And, you know, I did the motivational thing through the whole fucking thing. I was just selling 30. Um, uh, 66 new viewers. Half of them were completely unique and new. So can't nice. complain, man. Bless, blessings all around. And I've literally never been on Twitch this long in my life. Just hopping in and out of other people's streams and following and mm -hmm. doing the train. Uh -huh. And, bro, it's so much fun meeting all these people. So I went from about 200 and... 72 73 followers on twitch to 320 at the moment so i can't complain i can't complain well, and that was all this week. today was about 15 or 18 just today alone so i may be wrong in what uh what i know about this so can i can i broadcast this from sturdy's or i don't know how to how yeah you can either add your channels and have it go to whatever and then once 30's out when he does the raid out, everybody who's in his stream and his chat is going to go over to the next person's stream. Now, you can go into Twitch yourself, have an open separate screen, and then anybody who's in your chats, then if you do the raid out, will go over as soon as you end stream and get off stream as well. It automatically sends it over once you assign who to go to in the raid. Let me see if I can figure out how to do this. Which again, you don't have to do it right now. You can do it at the end. Everybody does it like right before they're they're getting off or whatnot. Before they I do their final thing, it's off. thing, and it's almost to the point of for all of the times that we go. If this makes sense, you know more about this worse thing than I do. But if this makes sense, for all the times that we go live, like for our live shows, we everybody, we all know I go live every Tuesday and Thursday at eight o'clock for an hour to two hours. Mm -hmm. 
why don't we do this more often? Uh, well, we will be, especially the guys, the gamer guys that we did. So for us, for the podcast side of it, absolutely. I feel like it's something that we should probably do on each platform that we usually do. You know what I mean? So if we're doing Twitch this time, maybe next time we do it from YouTube and start sending people to everybody's channels or whatnot. You know what I mean? Like when, we get, when we get live on TikTok, literally, we can do the same thing and literally start sending everybody over to the next stream. Well, could you, so what do you guys use to broadcast each, like, does everybody have something different? Like, cause like I use StreamYard, he uses Restream. I'm using Prism whenever I'm by myself, but when I'm with you guys, I just add my channels from your guys' thing. And then when I'm done, I turn on the other channels that are off on my Prism. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. So I'll shut off the three that I'm using through your guys' thing or the two, whatever the platform allows for. And then I'll leave Prism on to go live to the other platforms that I'm not able to access due to the limitation while I'm with you guys. And then once you guys are done, if I'm staying on and I'm streaming, I just open up my Prism and reactivate those other accounts. And then it starts the streams there. Dig it. All right, cool. Um, yeah. Honestly, I have no clue. I'm so new. Like, this is my first day with this. So I have no idea as far as the whole raid stuff. I don't know if there's something I have to change in my settings, which I'll do right here on the live. <clears throat> Excuse me, I don't know if there's something I have to change in my settings to allow raids or whatever. Well, on Twitch? But, uh, yeah. You don't have the little parachute icon? I do have it. I yeah, don't, you, but I don't I see one. It says, I, it says I can't be raided, I guess. So if I'm on... Oh, you must have your settings set like that. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Mick. What you say? Do you know the settings by... Does anybody watching know the settings by hand? Because I'll, like I said, I'll change it right now. Yeah, I'm on Sturdy's page right now. Hello. It's going to be under stream management, I think. Hold on, let me pull up my thing. Yeah. Don't worry, we're going to get into the movie. We're just going to get to this raid thing. Get this knocked off. All right, so it's under That's settings, I'm almost positive. And then you go to stream. There's some, where is it? Where is it? There's a, for raids. Okay, so it's under settings, under stream on the same dashboard there on the left side. It says okay. allow raids from channels that meet the following requirements i have it set to one so if anybody wants to stream whether they're by themselves or raid me so let's say you're on a stream everybody leaves but you are by yourself they want to come tonight that you can do it um i put so no maximum maximum 30 days and that should be it you probably just didn't click that one little circle dot um I don't. I still don't see. It. I'm looking for it. Hold on. Right, uh, can share my featured clips, people. Not on stream. You're on the screen where you see stream manager. The the solid light out menu from the left that comes out where it says home stream manager alerts analytics. Yeah. Hit, hit the settings button. There's. It's like halfway down. I think I'm on the wrong screen. <laughs> I'll share my screen. I'll share my screen. All right. Right under settings it says stream. Yeah. So you'll see stream. You click that, and then towards the bottom, it's the last thing. It says raids. Should I be on the main page for this? Hold on, Mick. I'll show you right here. <laughs> Just show I me. Got, I got. You. I don't use this often enough. No, and not at all. You're good. Scotty, <laughs> let me in, bro. Show that real quick. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate all right. It. So, so usually, if you're on the stream manager, your page looks dashboard. Like this. I got to be in the dashboard. Okay. You got to go that's... into the dashboard. Yep. All right. That's what I was wondering. All right. So let's go and to settings. And then stream. The first option is <clears throat> all the way to the bottom, and then the first box right there. Allow raids. Allow raids. All right. I'm on it. There we go. It. Oh, it says allow raids from channels that meet requirements. So change the requirement. Just I, I just put it to one, no maximum number of viewers, and then I put have the account open for thirty days type thing. Oh, so okay, cool. That's what it. Okay. It's on, so it's on that already, so I can do that. So you're good. Yeah, you're good. Sturdy had to change his. All right, what about 
<clears throat> I just changed. I just changed mine. I think I did. Perfect. Save changes at the bottom. Don't click out of it or go back. You, there's a little box that comes up. You got to hit save changes. See if I were to change it. Oh, I'm using the wrong one. See if I was to change it. See how it becomes purple. It says save changes. Mm -hmm. Just save changes. It check mark comes up, and now back to your stream, and you should be able to see that little icon, and it should work when you go to do it. Cool. When I go to do it? Yeah, when you go to do it later, before you're done, to send everybody who's in your stream over, remember? Okay. Well, I don't know. Let me know if you guys see my raid thing. I don't know if I did. Prepared yeah. gamers. Do it later. Do it later. Right now, we, we got stuff here. Right now, we doing something. I don't know. If my thing is working, if they can raid me now. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Let me hit him up. Uh, I, pre I greatly, greatly appreciate your help, though, Chris. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Of so course. No, I appreciate you guys out there letting me know the raid wasn't going. Really Dude, we should do, we should do like a weekly we thing like raid. this, even if it's on small scale, like we can't get everybody. Yep. But like if we find like a day where we can all go and like just pick a time, just pick like an hour, and just fucking raid yes. each other and, and do this. And then, like, I'll play Sporkle for an hour and just fucking, or I'll find no, games you, to play. Not even, no, but you could even just stick to what you do with the podcasting content if you wanted to. So you don't even have to. You could game yeah. or you could do your podcasting content still. I think it would, I think it would be fun, though, to kind of add that element to the show because I don't really do the gaming. Like, my kid does the gaming, but I don't really do the gaming. Actually, so. you know, if you allow him to do the gaming and streaming under the scene stop, that'd be perfect right there for him to get some followers that are also gamers. Yeah. He is actually. He wants to start doing Madden. Oh wow! Yeah, there's a lot of mad people that play Madden in NBA. Yeah, I told him I was like, get, pre get be prepared to get smoked. Yeah, like, yep. you're like until like you're in there, like you're doing it live. You know, like it's. Oh like, yeah. There's so much shit. I like that. Doing this once a month. See, Trip was like, "Are we doing this once a month?" <laughs> yeah, buddy. Like it. I like Yo, it. Look at this. Look at the smile. Look at the smile over here. I'm gonna tell this quick, quick, quick story. So I got Street Fighter for the PS5, <clears throat> and I thought I was bad. And I played some some kid from Japan, and I turned the PlayStation off <laughs> for the rest of the fucking day. <laughs> One match. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck this PlayStation. Fuck this game. And fuck that kid. I'm done for the day. I'm going to go sit down and do something else. <laughs> That's funny. Bro, that's how I felt before about fucking Call of Duty and fucking NBA 2K. I, I At one point, I literally just put my fucking controller down and was like... Yep. I can't do anything. Like, I can't do anything. I'm fouling people left and right. Fucking, they're stealing the ball from me like no tomorrow. It li literally looks like I'm a four-year-old playing fucking pickup basketball at the biggest park in the hood. And everybody's just like, yeah, this is, yeah, got him. Oh, got him. Yep. Crossing me over, my video game avatars falling on the ground and shit. You need to play real sports. What. None of that bullshit. If you really I'm want to get out there, I do play real sports, sports like field hockey and uh and you know I take hits personally, so I can't play full contact <laughs> sports like that. That's why I never did football on a team or anything. Basketball, volleyball, yes. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got it. I'm, I'm gonna say this to that person who whooped my ass in Street Fighter. Two years back, listen. You need to fly your ass out here <laughs> on, on the Super Nintendo. I'm gonna bust your ass because you weren't even born when that shit came out. I'm gonna fuck you up. I'm a bad man on that. I had, I, had to, I had to get that out, guys. I had to get that out. You know, it that, just that, came on. 
AMC. I hate losing little kids. That shit. Especially video games. It's bullshit. And they talk too goddamn much. And my Niners are getting fucked up right now by the Bengals. 31 to 17 right now. This is this is That's just embarrassing. Awesome. This is more important. Doing a fun podcast. Yeah, this is a lot more fun. Yes, it is. They I think they forgot to play football. Don't play fighting games online. No, no. Because you know what? That's for the weak. That's a weak thing to say. Don't say that, Jason. You're not weak. All right? Because if you were in arcades playing fighting games, you can be online for playing fighting games. That was <clears throat> awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that, and that, that's, that's why I want him. That's why I want to play them in person because in person's worse. Because in you play online, you could take your headset off. You can mute your headset. In person, shit. We all have siblings. We I all lost not. video games to I, our siblings. So I was a little I, brother, so like I could not do it because I would be canceled so fast. Are you brothers? Because like you'd get some like twelve year old on there. It's just like, oh yeah, you fucking suck, man. You fucking suck. Oh, is that what you think? Yeah. Well, when I pulled your mom's labia back last night. <laughs> 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 and that will sell, right? And that will sell. Don't make a T-shirt out of it, you know. <laughs> I fuck you just like I fucked your mom, <laughs> bro. I'm telling you, it gets like that sometimes. But I, I don't want to make this about video games. But before we change subject here, bro, think about how much money we spent at those arcades trying to get good at Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, more versus Capcom, all these games, okay? Which- and now we can own them and just play it over and over and over again without popping another quarter and running home, grabbing a dollar or two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I do miss the arcade. I, I, my, I, I do miss the arcade days, though. Like, there was an arcade in Schenectady called Wow. Okay. Every okay. game there was either, I mean, was either a nickel or free. for the, Most of the games there were a nickel or free. <laughs> it was Whip for- It Out Wednesday. He had to pull out his dick to be able to play for free all day long. Don't listen to him. That's not what happened. He wasn't even up in Schenectady. <laughs> he was doing that stuff in Jersey. <laughs> we well, like, we nicknamed his dick Dangertainment that day. Nice. Now you got to get one of those shirts. <laughs> Every time I come on your show now, I'm going to wear my Dangertainment shirt, and you're going to know. <laughs> It's the only show I will show up where I don't have my my merch on there. <laughs> it's going to be just to remind you every day. Or I'm going to make my own shirt that says Danger Tame and a Sturdy's Dick. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, wow. Remake after remake. Ain't that sound? <laughs> By the way, this is what we're reviewing, people. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Which, in my opinion, I'm going to say this now. I'm going to get it out there. You know, I mean, just so you guys know it's me. In my opinion, yes, Search 30's opinion, this is the best one at all of them. As far as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, this is the best one. And it's not even close. I just had to make that known. I would have to agree and concur because as much as everybody loves the Texas Chainsaw series, this one just did it all for me. And watching it again today, I've really had an appreciation for it. I mean, I've been in a spooky mood and I've been watching a lot of movies. So perhaps some horror movies have been kind of lower and some of the remakes we've been watching have been, you know, coming up in the scale here. But yeah, this one, this one really did a lot for me today. Yeah. 
This is a, such a good movie. Hundred percent, absolutely. It's a, and I, you know, I don't want to give, like, I'll talk about it from this point, but of course, <clears> I have my last episode of the essential horror movie, so I don't want to give its placement or anything. But I will say, I do agree with you. It's not my favorite in the franchise, but that's personal reasons. Uh, but it's the best, in my opinion. What is your favorite? Because what is your favorite franchise? Oh, part two. Strictly, I think that is the best version of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I love that they took it away from the ultra violent, ultra like sort of horrific, serious uh, tone, and brought it into a comical, let's get crazy, campy, and have some fun through the eighties and nineties, and two through until this one did that for me, and then this one came out, and this one. I respect the serious tone. It's a reboot of the first one. I like that, so I feel it. But anything after this just falls short. It just it doesn't. I, the serious tone I don't think fits sequel. I could. That's fair to say. That's fair to say. And I mean, for me, this one is like I said, it's my favorite. I feel like it's the best one. Um, and actually, for the opposite reasons why you like part two so much, I like how dark and just gritty and gruesome this one got. How just, like, oh shit, here's some fucking actual violence in this movie that you're actually getting to see. Not only just, you know, see the shadows are here, but you're getting to actually see this shit now. And I'm just like, holy shit, this is fucking, yes, this is, this is what I signed up for. I remember actually seeing this movie in theaters. You know, oh, yeah. And, um, his mother, Deb, his mother, my aunt Debbie, brought us, and I remember me and him were sitting in like the top row. We were up at uh, Crossgates. I don't know if you've ever been there. Nick. I'm sure you've been those things. I don't know. But uh, Chris, I know you know Crossgates. We're sitting all the way upstairs, and like his mother was sitting in the row ahead of us. And I forgot what part it was, but that whole row jumped ahead of us. We were, including <laughs> her, we were laughing so fucking hard that day. Yeah. It's just like, and shout out to my Aunt Debbie too, because she's actually in the horror and someone that I just recently remembered kept me in horror, just going over, that was someone's house I was supposed to go over there hanging out with my cousins. And she was the one aunt that would actually let us go out and rent the horror movies when we were little, not wait until we were like at least 10, 11 years old or whatever. <clears throat> so always watching horror over there. And like I said, this movie right here was just so like, what they did with it, like the promotion for it, the freaking the DVD that came out the steel in the steel case. I wish I still had it. And the photos that came with, like, like they made they made this movie feel like a documentary was coming out in a sense. And with that, with the extras, with the clips, with the behind the scenes, it was so fucked up. Oh gosh, this shit was so good. Yeah, I, and, and even the what Dan was saying the other day, it did make such a huge difference. The opening using that, the trailer using the the flashbulb um sounds but even that opening when you're down there and they're taking the pictures and they're kind of doing it again like that was such a great recreation i just think worked perfectly and mm -hmm. hit the nail on the head it was scary it still makes me jump when i watch it yeah it, i was gonna say this one is it actually feels like it's scary yeah. it has some funny yeah. fucking parts the cop was like i love cop. he's hilarious yeah well i mean Appreciate that's a about it there are funny parts to it like they didn't shy away from the fact that the comedy can exist like the original i feel like really did that 
where oh, yeah. it was just so serious in tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 just playing that up and like they really went for the horror, but then it was just serious. This one at least they did add the element of comedy, but it was it felt realistic. It didn't feel like comedy that was just there and like making fun of things. Yeah. And yeah. then like because it did not take away from or detract from the horror in any way. Because I mean, most of the comedy was dark. No. Yeah. Like I mean, the, again, the sheriff, the sheriff. When he's talking to the dudes, you know, with the chicks dead in the van, <laughs> and he's like, she's a little wet down here. What you guys been doing to her? I'm like, wow. What the fuck? I want to ask Dave Sheridan if he channeled this guy for Bloody Summer Camp. Because he kind of like picks everybody apart, but it was very similar in tone and, and feel to this. And I'm going to ask Dave Kurt, like, if it was Dave Sheridan who decided to do that, or if Dave Kurt wrote it that way. Wait, you know Dave Kerr? Yeah, he's a friend of mine. Nice! Yo, I thought you guys knew him. I thought, oh, yeah, we got to get him on the show. There you go. I had him on one time before, for back for way back when they were promoting Bloody Summer Camp. But I'd love to get him on again. It's crazy. I was an extra in this new movie. Wait. Yeah, I'm an extra in this new movie. Oh! Um, uh, uh, Splashiners. That's funny. I'm in a movie with Darcy no, the Mail no. Girl. Dude, I'm gonna. Tr- I want to try and work it out. If you're coming to uh, CFF, maybe we can host uh, a live show together. Like, just do it in the panel room. I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you. Yeah. I think it'd be fun, and then you. add that more element to it. I, you know, I think it'll work out pretty well. When is that going down? Uh, Memorial Day weekend. It's their five year anniversary. Five it's years. Old. May or June? May. It's, it's the last weekend, full weekend in June. So if, like, or uh, in May, I'm sorry. So if, like, May, the la- if May 31st is a Saturday, it's always going to be the weekend before because it's got to be the last Monday in, in May. I love that you said this. And the reason why is because I have a question for everybody in the chat and YouTube. <laughs> <clears throat> what foods does this movie make you want to eat? Or what foods are you comfortable chili. With watching? Chili. Chili. Hands down, chili. Huh? And only because all you have to say is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I think chili because of the second one. Ah. Memories at the chili cook-off competition? But, okay, but I mean that you would actually you would actually eat chili watching this movie, though, right? That's what I'm getting at. It'd be fun. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, if I'm watching a movie, I'm not eating chili. <laughs> You know, like I feel like that's heavy. <laughs> what what's your movie watch? What's your what's your snack for movie? Snack snack. For this? What both? What do you eat during this? But this particular movie, what would you eat? Realistically? Okay, so all right, I have to I have to get the caveat for this. Is it in a theater or is it at home? Let's say at home. All right, if I'm at home, yeah. I will and like the food. If I'm going food wise, what would I eat while watching this? I would probably go nachos. Okay. Because it's not going to remind me of anything we're seeing. And then, but snack wise, like, I don't mind like cookies, popcorn, whatever. Like, you know, I can make anything for that. But you're right. There is, there's like, I don't want to eat a steak while I'm watching this and think about eating people. You know, <laughs> I don't enjoy this and maybe Silence of Lambs. I'm not eating a steak during. <laughs> Tacos is a good one, though. 
these are I would not turn these down. If I'm watching the Texas Chainsaw Match and someone slipped me these tacos, I'm sure they're too damn good. Them shits are too damn good. I don't even give a fuck if people are in. I'm still <laughs> not wrong. Wait, this shit is good. Yo, where's Nick? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I thought he was gonna be on the show. Did I ever tell you um I wrote a script a long time ago of uh I'm not gonna say of Hotel California, but it was based on Hotel California, it went a different way. Amel's pizza. At, well, at the beginning, it's it was like uh, it was like a weird natural born killers type of tale when I, the first draft, and then when it got kicked back to me, it was like no, no, we want a horror movie. I was like okay, so then I went and I went like a different route with it, and I kind of went a uh, more like this, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like it's really like crazy gory, and then they came back and they're like okay, it's too much, <laughs> let's dial it back. We need something more like this. And then so when it came back to me and I, I finally figured out exactly what I wanted and it never got picked up. So like I own it. It's mine. It's registered, but I own it. And I, I often think about going back to that. I don't want to do the Texas Chainsaw Massacre one, uh, but like I wish more movies. My point to this is like writing wise, I wish more movies, horror movies that are being made when they're being written would watch movies like this. Mm. So, long story short, that was my point coming around to it. Like, this when you're writing the story. This particular one or the OG? I mean, you can watch the OG and draw inspiration. I've, I've, another horror movie I wrote a long time ago, I would walk on Orange Grove where uh, the Nightmare House was and the Halloween House were on that road mm -hmm. uh, where they filmed. So, I would just walk at night. It's right off Sunset. So, I would just walk, you know around do my thing and uh or is it sunset or hollywood uh, i think it's all sunset so uh i walk around that street just at night just kind of like like give me your energies or whatever <laughs> sort of situation yeah. um and when i went back to rewriting that years later and this is probably 2010 i, uh, I went back to rewriting that and i realized it was cool to walk around those places, but channeling the older movies wasn't what this script needed. Mm. I needed to channel some newer stuff to get that newer feel and vibe. And that's what sort of like I kind of mean with like, you know, when I, you know, more writers should be watching movies like this than, than pulling so much from the, and I'm talking about for tone. I'm talking about for look, feel, vibe. Because when you go back and you watch Prom Night and you're like, all right, I'm going to write a screenplay and I'm going to go back and watch Prom Night because I want it to be like that, that's fine. But we don't live in a world that wants to see a movie that looks like Prom Night or has the same sort of conclusions and stuff like that. And yeah, good writers can write around and stuff like that. But like, I see a lot of people sort of fall into it and you can tell just by the end product. And it's like, I wish we could pay homage to the old stuff that we love. But at the same time, like, channel the newer stuff. Like, right. it doesn't all yeah. have to be based on nostalgia. It's true. Not at all. It's Not true. at all. <clears throat> what was I going to say? You know or what this movie get nostalgic did? about this movie. <laughs> Sorry. You know what this movie did really well was as clean as and as pretty as it looked just because it was better technology, 
it still made it look real dirty and gritty, which I really, really appreciate, especially for a freaking movie like this, because you don't you don't want it to look clean. You don't want it to look nice. No. You know what I mean? You, you, you don't want it to look like because it, it it takes away it takes away from the horror of this, the horrificness, of this, the dirtiness of this. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know what I mean? How they just they just wash their hands? Oh no, fuck that shit! <laughs> this shit is not supposed to look clean. This shit is supposed to look rugged and just old and run down. Gosh. It did. The only thing I would argue, and that I still actually kind of like for the time, and, and the Friday the 13th remake did this really well, too. And actually, to a point, as we were talking about it, the Nightmare on Elm Street did as well. Um, I would say it, it kind of it, it looks very clean. They all look very clean mm-hmm. compared to the originals, like you're saying. But it adds to... It adds if there's something about it that golden hour sort of look in this movie and in uh, Nightmare and in Friday remake, it adds to that. It adds to that heat. It adds to that hot. And like you don't see that often. Like where the cinematography, like in, in horror movies, I mean, I would say the original was really good for this too. Where the feel was also felt in the visual. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. the film stock and the stuff they used and and just sort of how they filmed the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, one little thing about this movie as I was watching it that was getting to me and I, I get that's part of the film style that they went for or whatnot but for me I could have done a, a little bit less of it the fucking camera shake it's like every scene was just that was so new though for the time I'm not defending it I, get that. I, I promise I'm not defending it but a lot of popular movies were doing that at that time like the Bourne movies and stuff like that so I Maybe kind of get why they added it, but I agree with you. I got a question for you both. Just because of that, what you said there, would you have changed your mind if this was a found footage movie about how that camera shaking this was? If this was a what movie? Found footage. Well, that's what I thought they were going to go with when the original teaser trailer came out. And then you see the beginning of this movie. And I'm I'm actually really glad they didn't. You know, because I thought yeah, it was going to be they find the found footage in that basement, and then when he he attacks, you're just like, oh fuck yeah, like this is going to be great. Um, no, I, I would not want this to be found footage. I, I think you need to keep. I I now because they've made so many sequels and timelines and stuff to it. Could you make a Leatherface found footage film? Yeah, that could be kind of cool actually. Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't definitely need one. No, I'm not saying we need one, but I was wondering if you guys think it could. I think it could work very fucking well, honestly. I think it would be real. I don't. I think this one or on would. Say that again. This one or on, not the originals. No, 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 no. I'm saying. I'm just saying. If they were to do another film, I'm not saying. No, not the original. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. I I was beyond on that one. No, 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 no. no. I mean, a whole new, a whole new movie of this. Hmm. Yeah, I could work. I'll, I'm not saying again. We don't need it, but I'm. I'd watch it. I'd go see that in theaters for sure. Don't talk yourself out of it. <laughs> own it. I would go see theaters for sure. For sure. Hold it. I said own it. Own it. Oh, oh, I'm owning that shit. And guys, that charity all for lunch is still going. Guys, calls we did. <clears throat> it's still going on, and 
not until Halloween. Not yep. until Halloween. Yep. Trying to feed these kids. Trying to get these kids fed. They shouldn't have to pay for school lunch. It's bullshit. It makes no fucking sense why a child should have to pay for school. No matter how much money their parents make. I don't care if they're rich or poor. Kids should still eat free. That shouldn't even fucking matter. Facts. That shouldn't even matter. So... Something that something's got to give with that government. You need to take your, you know, empty your greedy ass pockets out and do what's right with the money. Start with our children and then health care, elderly, and all that other stuff. You know, you're not gonna, but you should. You should. But yeah. We believe the children are future. Pave <laughs> the way and let them lead the way. Love it. Love it. Do what that, that Dion Warwick? <laughs> oh, it was Rennie Houston. Uh oh, my bad. I'm used to seeing it on the commercial. Was Dion Warwick the person that would come on saying, "For just 99 cents a day, we can help all these children"? For some reason, I always think of Dion Warwick. For some reason. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Sally Struthers. Sally Struthers. She did that one. Um, yeah. And goddamn, goddamn Sally Struthers. No, I'm just kidding. I don't mind. Oh, dude. Yeah. Wow, uh, this is a hard movie podcast. I can't talk about real life. Yes, you can. Go ahead. How about that shit with Matthew Perry, huh? Yeah. That's crazy. Great. Rest in peace to Matthew Perry. Oh, he yeah, drowned, they said? Supposed? Uh, yeah, in his uh, jacuzzi, but they actually just came out. It was He had a uh, cardiac arrest. Oh, man. So that, that just that sucks. It really does. Damn, that's wild. Fifty-four years old too. That's not even old. Rest in peace. Yeah. Friends. Did you say friends? No, I said prayers to his family and friends and friends. I wasn't referring to the show. I didn't even like the show, so I'm not even gonna refer to the show. But I know what you're thinking, Nick. My heart does go out to all of his friends. Uh, that's a good. I don't drink anymore, but when it when I did Southern Comfort, now we. <laughs> I was like the beer, like a nice beer, chill chill out. Uh, if I was gonna do, I when I watched the thing, I used to eat, drink J and B. I used to have scotch, but I, I watched the thing. What's J and B? It's a type of scotch. It's a type of scotch, yeah. It's like a cheap type of scotch, but that's why he smokes. Yeah, he smokes. That's why he drinks in a movie. Gotcha. I thought that that was like, why did I that sound so familiar all of a sudden? Oh, I love it. Henny. That's I, I don't like I didn't like Henny. I never liked it. Made the Incredible Hulk a couple times, but yeah. I don't drink anymore. I smoke. And Mick said beer. A beer or a, what'd you say? What was the other one? That was what I used to drink. Uh beer, uh sometimes maybe like Ah, you know what's really good? Nice margarita. <laughs> you make a good margarita, it tastes delicious. There you go. But uh, when I would watch the thing, I'd, I'd, I'd uh, drink like J&B. J&B, okay. Where's Dan, you? I I rarely drink, especially these days. Uh, I, I tried high school or college and all that stuff. My, 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 my preferred is, uh, you know, putting it up in the air. If I did, though, if I was out having a drink, Long Islands. I've been known to have seven of them back to back to back to back to back at times. Um, <laughs> some rum and cokes. You know, I got to be typical. Got to have some Bacardi, or uh, and then if not that, um, vodka, shvetka, because I can mix it with a lot of different juices, make some punches or whatnot. I love 
I love making fruity drinks or drinks that I can't taste it in. So I guess that's, I guess I do drink on occasion. I guess I do. That's the only way though. I have to be able to not yeah. taste it. Yeah. I do well, love I those like Bahama Mamas, those fucking Seagrams and shit like that, bro. I love that shit. I will, uh, I'll say this and I'd love to know the answer to this. Not so much the drinks, but what horror film do you masturbate to the most? Wow. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. Sorority babes with a slime ball bolorama, or is that that's just me? That's just me. I've never seen that. Oh my god, but that needs to be a, a, a review. Oh, it's gonna be. It's funny you mentioned that because I swear to you, just the other day, my brother told me the title of that movie. Like, You're gonna have to send me a picture or something because I'm gonna forget that shit. And he did. So that's definitely gonna happen. Well, no, the best part is there's a sequel now. Now? They made a sequel to it like a year or two ago. Nice. They did that a while ago, though. Because um, I remember when we sat down, when we interviewed Damien Maffei about the the newest Wrong Turn movie. Oh, Wrong Turn, sorry. Um, and he was in lots of stuff because he was in Haunt. We talked about Haunt and stuff like that, too. Yeah. Uh, but he was there were he just gotten done or he was just getting ready to go do his one or the other like um the mutilator two and he was like here's an inside track he's making mutilator two and now it's finally starting to i guess come out or something nice i saw some shit about blumhouse by the way working on the another nightmare in elm street can we not can we leave it alone if they swear to fucking God, if they give it to David Gordon Green. All right. I got a bitch real quick. I'm sorry. And I, Sturdy, I don't say anything so it's you can do fault. a real rightful review on your show. And I'm sorry to take over like oh, this. But no, it is no, a, no. It is a raid show. So, you know, I mean, the white guys are always good at the <laughs> But so, especially big Viking looking ones. Um, <laughs> I will say this. <sighs> What are we talking about? I'm a little high. Um, <laughs> this guy had a speech. You forgot it. Just I did. That. I forgot what we were going to say. What were we going to say? What were we talking about? Friday on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. Blumhouse. Yeah, fuck this. Okay, so fuck Blumhouse and their bullshit. Because not fuck Blumhouse. Like, Jason Bloom's a producer, and i got to give him a lot of credit. And I like that the company exists. I just wish they would stop handing the big stuff off to directors who just can't pull it off and and don't i'm not just blaming david gordon green we've seen it through his company time and time again the flops that just don't work and it's the bigger productions the smaller productions that they don't fucking talk about at all you know um like now they're talking about five nights of freddy that fucking movie was boring it was a boring fucking movie i get it it's five nights at freddy i get it so you have to have five nights but tell it in a better fucking way than Oh, okay, he's gonna go home. He's gonna deal with some shit for one night, and then see him during the day dealing with shit. And then he's gonna go back, and it's gonna be a little creepier. And then he's gonna go home. He's gonna deal with some shit. And he's gonna go back, and it's it's creepier a little bit. And then he's gonna go. You see my point? But that movie has been all over the place in marketing for months. They've been talking about it. They were putting it out before it was made. They're bloody disgusting. I've done an article about it. Bloomhouse was like calling up everybody about it. You barely heard a word about Totally Killer. Mm. Another Blue yeah. production. So, and it yeah. is about a thousand times better than Five Nights at Freddy. 
I agree with that, and I didn't even hate Five Nights at Freddy's. I thought it was okay for what it was. I don't know anything about the game or anything, so I couldn't even go off of that. Yeah, I wish it, yeah. I wish the movie was a lot darker. You know what I mean? Like, what was it banana splits? I will say this. Okay, it seems yeah. like part of the issue with that, Mick, might be that when you're starting a movie production, you start your marketing, you come up with the plan, and you set it out, and you go. So they already mm-hmm. knew what the property was for Five Nights at Freddy, how big the game was, and all that. So I think that's what made them just divert funds and stuff like that to that. Because I agree 100. percent Totally killer was fun. Well, I mean, and and I'm not saying that you shouldn't put. Well, first off, like I don't know how they're doing in terms of money or, or whatnot, so I don't have all their 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 information. But I will say this: they have to be losing money on these huge productions and and coming out and causing. Uh, hold on, let me because I want to look up and see what everything was. Yeah, here we go. Twenty twenty three film, like what the budget for each was, because. That's where you really see which film they were like, yeah, this is going to be a hit. This isn't. So the budget Five Nights at Freddy was $20 million. The box yeah. office was $130 million, it says. I don't even know how that works. Um, and they don't even have the budget for... Yeah, because they don't even have the budget on here for Totally Killer, which should probably on the way. But I bet you if, if Five Nights at Freddy made $130 million, I don't even know how when it was out on Peacock the same day, then I know Totally Killer had to be as received because you can't really put a monetary value because it came out on Amazon. Right. Which, again, I don't know how they're doing it with... How, I don't know how Five Nights at Freddy made $30 million this weekend. $130 million this weekend. I'm sorry. On a $20 million budget. It wasn't that good. I liked Lillard. I like Josh Hutchinson. He's fine. You know what it is? It's it's the popularity of the game. It's the parents that are taking their kids to see it. That's the biggest thing. No way. Then the Little Mermaid should have been a hit. If you go by that rationale, just and don't say just game because the Little Mermaid and the Disney Princess movies are a thousand times more popular uh, than the Five Nights at Freddy games. Go ahead. I think perhaps uh, a trend or a notion of a trend is what may have done that because people right now with Disney and their live action is almost over it because of how much they did with um, Mulan, with the Jungle Book, and Mio. M- M- the fuck's his name? No, no, no. And Mowgli and 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 or whatever yeah. his name is. Yeah, no, I, mean, I definitely get it. But the fact and making money overseas, so you probably made about, it probably made it if not the majority, at least close to it, and it's money overseas, because that's going to be in theaters overseas for sure. So if you take out 40% and say it was overseas, uh, you know, what does that leave? Like uh, 70, $80 million that it made here? Again, the model for this has also been proven that when you put it out the same day as in movies and on streaming, it ain't gonna make the money. Mm-hmm. So that's another way. It's like, so so you're telling me that, let's say eighty million dollars in the U.S. alone, while it comes out on Peacock, is actually people that should be half. Hmm. So yeah, so if you say that's saying. supposed to be half. You're telling me that's sixteen was one hundred and sixty million dollars is what it should have made if it didn't come out on Peacock. Maybe. 
Yeah, no, there's no way this movie did, especially with Bloomhouse, and right after The Exorcist has bombed and has had horrible reviews, and people tie Bloomhouse to their movies. It should have done more than its budget. I will say that. Opening weekend, it's the only horror movie. It's Halloween. People want to go see it. I just don't know about these numbers, especially just because of Peacock alone. Yeah, I mean... Remake, remake Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Last year, man. I don't think you most people... Yeah, most well, people, no, most moviegoers, they're not looking at, oh, the studio's been doing trash movies. They're just like, oh, a new movie's coming out. They see a trailer, and they're like, oh, I know Five Nights at Freddy. You know what I mean? No, I do know what you mean. I worked in the industry for a very long time to look at those, look at those analytics and things like that. So I know what happens where it comes. And I'm telling you, based on that knowledge, this movie didn't make $130 million. And if it made $130 million while it's streaming... It should have never, it should not be that much. Also, the, with what it is, I understand video games, and it's probably the biggest uh, uh, business in the world right now. You know, it, it's video games, and it's important. It's an art. I take nothing away from it. Yeah. Or the games themselves. Yeah, yeah. This movie was, was shit. It's getting terrible <laughs> reviews. It was getting terrible reviews before it came out, which always affects the box office. And we've already gotten one. We already still have Taylor Swift out, and we have one uh, horror movie that came out from the very same company attached that always is going to affect things. The fact that this is such a huge—I mean, there are better movies that came out in the last few weekends, like that. Just <laughs> you can comparatively say, like, okay, Five Nights at Freddy blew everything out of the water this month, if that's the case. Like the numbers that they have attached here blow everybody else out of the water. <laughs> Just based on ratio of like what the budget was and, and being on streaming the same day. Yeah. So it's been. I get you. We'll see. It's interesting. Which, real it's, quick. Yeah. The world no longer makes sense in most cases to me. So. <laughs> yeah. That movie totally killer that we mentioned earlier, people. Go check that shit out. Over on Prime, that shit is way fucking better than I thought it was gonna be. I did it for a third of Ween thing a couple weeks ago. I actually think around when it came out. Yeah, and yep. it's a fun slasher. It is a fun like it started well, the way it started. I was like, oh fuck, I'm not gonna like this, and I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong, and I love being wrong when it comes to selling like that. And chaos, yes, I enjoy those too. Obviously, mainly for the kills and shit. What's but- was Paul Walker in one of those? Which one? Wrong turn. I think mm, No, I don't think he was in wrong turn. Joyride or something? Joyride, that's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I always forgot those two movie posters or boxes confused. Candy Kane. So I kept saying to them. Candy Kane. Coming for you. Uh I'm trying to look up. So anyway, go watch the 2003 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> Which it shouldn't have. It shouldn't have sucked. Right. Everything about like the look was cool. The acting was fine. I don't know why I'm back on that fucking movie. Let's go somewhere else. What the 2003 Texas Chainsaw? Yeah, I'm down with that. Because that's the that's the point of this stream here. No, he's yeah, talking about a different. Uh, 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 uh. He's he's stuck on what you call it. 
I enjoyed the mask here, and I enjoyed every single like face he put on. I enjoyed the, the the lighting in this a lot, as far as making him look so much more menacing. I think the stature of the actor that played uh, Leatherface was like on point because Leatherface was always a bigger dude, but at the same time, this dude was hefty. He had the big pot belly, like he just seemed so much bigger. But then they also made him so much fiercer, I think, and like move faster. They gave him kind of the uh, the Jason upgrade, let's call it. Mm -hmm. And the anger. I love the anger. I love the rage with him with this. Like, he's so aggressive. I thought he wasn't the other ones, but in this one, he's he's different. He's ruthless. No, this, running, this, this, there was anger to it. Dude running through the fucking um, the sheets, <laughs> the laundry and shit. He's like, you know what? I'm going to stop chasing this motherfucker. I'm going to stand over here. I'm going to cut his fucking leg off. And that's what the Ooh. fuck he did with that chainsaw. Like, they did oh. that at Halloween Horror Nights. I think it was like 2006 or something like that. For this movie, they did a Friday the 13th. Night, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003 version, uh, Haunt. And they do that. Like, you're trapped between, like, these fences. Oh, man. And you got to walk, and it's layered sheets. And you got to, like, kind of walk in and out of them, like, move them out of the way and stuff. And I'll tell you, when you hear chainsaws in the distance and you know something's getting ready, those sheets... Fucking terrifying. Yeah, no, thank you. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. That that sounds like a good time. I mean, the 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 the, the Halloween horror nights, not real life. Fuck that. I don't need to be a part of that bullshit. But this this again, going back to this though, she was just so aggressive, man. It felt at the time when it came out, it felt so real to a sense of like, oh my god, they're really playing this shit up. Like I watched before I watched the movie, I watched like the special features and all that extra shit just because. I'm like, now it's time to watch this movie. <clears throat> After, of course, the theaters, but and I just, this is one of the better, if not the best, remake I've seen in horror in the horror realm. Yeah. In the horror realm, it's it's definitely up. It's definitely yeah, it's up there, it's up there, top three, if not one. I don't blame you. I'll say that's up there. With I don't know if people call this a remake or a reboot, re whatever, but. Evil Dead, 2013. I love that one. I was yeah, 2013. I love that one. Just the gore, the blood, creepiness, and then I mean, we just did nightmare. I think we just need to come to a point where we actually just agree that majority of the remakes are actually pretty good. And we will another five years or so. Yeah, because I remember this movie even. I've heard people say they like it a lot and they think that it's better, but like horror fans wouldn't say it out loud or they just weren't saying it or they didn't think it. I don't know. But I remember when on Joe Bob Darcy, the male girl came on and said, this one's better than the original. After that, I saw the horror community kind of flood and be like, yeah, now this one's best. And it's like, why wouldn't anybody saying this for like 15 years? <laughs> They're afraid to be shamed by all the fucking cult classic lovers. Yeah, man. Fuck, you're, you're gonna be you're gonna be on an island. You're gonna be on an island for some shit. Okay. Live your life on an island. Yeah. Shit. I mean, just go back to the Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street episodes. I was on an island that whole shit, and I still am. <laughs> I hope you're ready for Jason too. But fuck it, you like what you like, you love what you love. Happy and proud about it. Yeah. Sure. And with this, this one's dope. This one's dope. This one is really freaking dope. It's it, it really gets it's more of like a, a mind fuck as well as the visual bloody gory aspect of it too. 
Because yeah. you have the cop. You have the cop. <clears throat> I mean, shit. They're driving down the road. They almost hit a girl. It's just driving. She's just walking down the street. Just walking down the road. No expression on her face. Just like a blank express. Just nothing. Just walking. Straight. They almost turned her over. And she's just... That's not one of the nice things. <laughs> she made that shit clear. They pick her up, bring her in the van. And... Yo, from... And we were just talking about this movie the other night. From this scene on this movie, intensity, it's, it was just there. You just felt the intensity from no. She pulls that gun out of her crotch, shoots herself in the mouth, and you see the brain matter all over the back of the van. Glass shot out the van. I was like, holy shit. That's the good shit. And then, not only that, like, you see all this, they're looking back, like, all scared and shit. And then, you get this. The head back, and the smoke coming out her mouth. Looking right through the hole. Oh. That whole beginning scene when that she does that shit, that was a dope shot. Yeah. That was awesome. That was like, holy shit. That's one of my favorite shots in the film. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. Just because of what what transpired through all of that and what comes next. Like, what comes next from that. Like, if something like that happens, right? Like, say we're tra- say I still a trailer or something like that happens. Fuck going, cause we'd be going to the con. Fuck going to the con. We're turning around. We're going home. Like this is just, this is too much to deal with to even go and enjoy yourself. Like fuck, we're going home. Fuck that. And on top of that, they had two pounds of weed on them. <laughs> go the fuck home. You do this shit. Go the fuck home. Like, if we did this shit, we're going to get Chris deported. We can't be doing that, carrying two pounds of weed, going to see some concert, and some dumb shit like this happens. We're not going to believe he's Puerto Rican. <laughs> that, that's the thing they're not going to believe is that he's Puerto Rican. <laughs> yeah. I, love I mean, it. they're going to see all the weed and stuff and, you know, blah, 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 but then they're going to be trying to deport him. You don't want him to go to a Mexican prison. <laughs> kind of sad. We've all been there in a group of friends. We we know back in the day which ones were face down or up against the wall and who they asked what the hell's going on here too. (laughs) (laughs) Times have changed. Times have changed. It's gotten better. That's good. That's good. Did you guys see the twenty theaters? I did. I did. Yeah. Do you remember your experiences or not? Not really, honestly. I, I had a good time with it. I definitely was kind of... Anytime you're in a dark atmosphere and you got shit like this happening, you have that much of a sensory kind of experience with the surround sound and the big picture, and it was really clear. It was like the beginnings of like when we really started getting some good quality theater movie, you know what I mean? As far as IMAX mm-hmm. coming out and you know, all that different shit, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, man. Yeah, man. It, it did it. It did it then and it did it now, 20 years later. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, and the 20 year anniversary just came up was a couple weeks ago, week ago. Yeah, it wasn't too long. I mean, 20 years ago wasn't too long ago that came out. Was it like August, September? I forgot. I think September something. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say like August 18th, 19th because of a few of them, but I think it, I think it was like September because it, it may have been early October. It was literally just I could have sworn I seen mm-hmm. some. 
not even two weeks ago. Might be wrong. I love this movie. I, I I think they do such a great job. It's great acting all the way throughout. Everybody's really, really just fun in it. They're good. Uh, Jessica Biel carries it the entire time. Um, and she was young at this point, but I was glad she stepped into it because she had such good acting chops. Uh, within it, you know, like there was like a realism there to her performance that you didn't see a lot in horror movies. Um, there's almost a yeah, there's almost like an exaggeration in a lot of slasher movies, especially. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't feel that in this one. Yeah. <clears throat> and we we um we got such like a a good storytelling with this. Because you're just seeing that this family's just fucked up. No. And you're seeing you're seeing people make Kind of realistic decisions, like in panic. It's like I commit spider flight, and right now I gotta fucking run. Mm-hmm. Like right now I gotta fucking run, and I love that they're doing that in this movie. They're not trying to oh what's that? What's going on? Like not doing too much investigation. Once they know some crazy shit's going on, like no, we gotta get the fuck out of here. I'm not no no no. And she, I mean yeah, she goes back to the baby at one point, but still, it was just it, it kept you in the movie from beginning to end, and a lot of film. Has trouble doing that. Mm-hmm. A lot of, especially if you start off with a scene. I mean, again, where she fucking puts the gun in her mouth and blows her brains out. Literally does that shit. It goes down a little bit, but not to the point of boredom. It just kind of because it has to kind of slow down. It can't stay up at that pace, but you still have that tense, that intensity or that tense feeling throughout the whole shit. I mean, the sheriff, the yeah. sheriff home. Like you just knew when I first seen this movie. I just knew it. Oh, this guy's. <laughs> this guy is fucking bad news. And then just the way he handled shit, the way he was talking to them, the way he was talking about how this surrounded rat. He has one dude, don't be a pussy, come in here, hold her up so I can wrap this around her. Jesus he Christ. Her around her, and he's talking about how he used to cow, you know, back in his younger days, he was cop <laughs> That's some crazy shit to say. That's some wild... But at the same time, it from his character, was expected. Dude, it, it, I, I gotta agree with you completely on the, the intense feel of this movie. That I don't... Even in the other remakes, and it's not to like do the comparison thing, but this movie did it really well in comparison. You know, I know it kind of set things off, but you usually think they take it and they run with it and do... And stick to the things that really made this special. One of the things I, I think you hit the nail on the head. It was you just feel tense throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. they hold on to that feeling really well. Yeah, they do, and they live up to it. They live up to it because it's it's mm-hmm. someone you know. It's it's either I mean in this one it's either the sheriff or Leatherface that's doing something, which I fucking love. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You know. When he busted through the mouth with the bottle, I laugh every single time I see that part. I know it shouldn't be funny because it's fucked up, but I'm just like, oh shit, <laughs> he's not playing with him. Not his teeth out, but no. But what, what made that scene funny is when you know the dude spitting his teeth out. He's like, oh, we're, he's like, we're like it another way too. It pulls his front four teeth out, pops him out of his mouth, lifts it up. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with him? This dude is dangerous. He's scary. And kudos to that guy's acting. That was just fucking. 
like the way yeah. he acted, the way he acted in this made it made me feel that's how he is in real life. That's how good his acting was in my opinion. That's crazy. He took that shit and fucking ran with it. He took that shit and ran with it. He was he was honestly my favorite character, even over the other piece. That's awesome, man. Just because of yeah, the how that's he a great was. point. Because of how he was, like he was that true kind of just. I mean, they're all family, so he's gonna have his family's back. And then on top of that, he's a dirty sheriff and all that other stuff. So he, he was that true, just kind of. He was that character you should fucking hate. Like in real life, you would hate this fucking dude, but in this movie, fucking love him. Funny, hella, fucking hilarious. Doesn't take shit, and he loves his family. So fucked up when he was in the van with the kid. And actually got him to pull the trigger and everything. I was like, that was another intense moment. I was like, oh, oh. gosh. Yeah. Like, it's that yeah. moment, too, where you feel like you're free because you pulled that trigger. And then it's all of a sudden he's still staring at you. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> yep. And then he paid for it after that. He fucking paid for it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just, oh. This movie just—it's so good. Like if you have—if you haven't seen this one, you should really see it. And if you're someone who—if you haven't seen it in a long time, I'd say definitely check it out again because this shit right here—I I don't remember the last time I seen this movie besides earlier today. And it, yes, it does hold up and it is very memorable, but there are still some parts where I'm just like, oh shit! Like I forgot because I haven't seen it in so many years, and this isn't one that. As much as I do enjoy going, yeah, as much as I do enjoy watching this film, it's not something I go back to a lot because it's not like one of those I have to go back to and watch, say, once a year. It is worth it, maybe. But it's just not yeah. like Texas Chainsaw Massacre isn't up there for like one of my horror films I feel like I need to watch every year. That's mm. It's good enough, don't get me wrong, but just not I'm one of those things that comes to my mind. I go, I gotta watch this again. Now, if a new one comes out, then maybe I'll jump back to the older ones. I will be doing it. <laughs> Did we ever talk about on your show or mine or wherever we were I, my my gauge of generally what is going to make like a really good monumental uh, horror film in our eyes as horror, as horror fans? If you can think about the movie and it has sexual parts to it, like whether it be nudity or whatever else, if you can think about the movie and not think of any of those parts. Ah. Or describe it in any way of those parts. To me, like those are the movies that stand the test of time. Those are the ones that were like, "Yeah, watch this. Yeah, you got to check this out." Okay. This is one of those movies where, and I loved how they played that too, where Jessica Biel, one of the most beautiful women at the time, especially like guys and you know she's on TV and everybody's like, you know, they they were like in love with her. And she looks beautiful in this with a, a white tank top and yeah, tight I, jeans. I, I was there that day, Nick. I just got away. I oh, out. that's right. <laughs> the only living boy in New York. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I just got a ride. See, the thing is, I got a ride, and I got off way before they picked up that girl. <laughs> he, got, he got off. He's like, he saw the white girl walking all the way down the street, and he's like, let me off. I'm yeah, good. this isn't right here. No, guys. I'm going to <laughs> It never back. goes well. I'm going back. I just came back. Exactly. Well, but like the reason this, I think this works is the filmmaking did it though. They added this beautiful woman and this 
like really sexy outfit. Mm-hmm. And at first they have the glamour shots of her, you know, from behind or walking or it's just like kind of sexualized. By the end of this movie, you're not giving a shit if she's sexy. You just want her to fucking survive. And that's the testament to my, that's my thing. Like, I'd feel safe with her. (laughs) 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 Like that, that's one thing I was thinking. I'm like, fuck sex. I'm safe. Shit. I feel safe. For once, you know, because she was taking the lead. Like, she was protecting the dude for as long as she could. Yeah. I'd feel safe with her. I'm just saying. I would. I would. I, but again, I would have got, like, I did. I got the banner on the see the boy. You see one person just walking down the street like that, mindless. You don't want to. You don't want to. You just go in the opposite direction, mind your business, and you go back home. That's what I did. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy Jessica Biel in this. I mean, yeah, she was all, good. She all was. the ladies give this bit of uh, softness to them, and but they have a strength to them as well. And Jessica Biel, mm-hmm. I mean, she's she's easy on the eyes. She has great eyes. She's got great eyebrows, a great nose shape. She's got a great smile. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things. It's like, and I grew up with her on Seventh Heaven. So it's like, yeah, I love Mary. <laughs> Are you glad you didn't grow up on Seventh Heaven? And do you realize why she wanted off that show so bad well, now? Because <laughs> she was living with the real life. Oh shit! I guess it was just both dads are like that. I was gonna say she's living like with the real life Bill Cosby. Oh wait, they both are. Yeah. You might be a little worse though. I don't know what's worse, <laughs> pedophilia. Yeah, that that piece of cake. I mean, they're both really bad. <laughs> anyway, both horrible. Shouldn't do that to people. You also shouldn't cut, you shouldn't barbecue people either. Like yeah, I mean, we're almost there, though. We're almost there. That's what I'm saying. She ran out of the fire in one instance. Yeah. Right out of the firing pan in one instance and into the fire in the next. And now she's with Justin Timberlake. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, lady. JT. I wonder what kind of, what kind of, how that conversation went after all this shit that just popped off. Like, okay, so... Let's not even worry about the past. You got anything you got to spill now, motherfucker? <laughs> you know who the happiest people on the planet are? Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. Ooh. For now. Oh, fucking God. For now. <laughs> For now. For now. Oh, you know, real funny. let's get on this really quick. It's, it's funny how celebrities try to out-celebrity each other, but not like in a positive way. It almost feels like it, it seems like it's intentional because there's always some shit going on, and as soon as something kind of cools off, boom, here comes something else. It'd be great if this was all in a to take out like a list celebrities, so that way they don't get roles anymore. It was, it was all a conspiracy concocted by like actors who are just starting out. <laughs> <laughs> what a shot! So I'm like, all right, let's cancel everyone. <laughs> It's like the waiters' union is just like taking them out little by little. Bro, could you imagine all of a sudden fucking Hollywood just get flipped upside down? Okay, everybody's fired. We got to restart all of Hollywood. Oh no, it would. I it, that would prop for indie filmmakers. That would be a oh dream. yeah, and content because Hollywood would never be remade. If you if if there was like a reset button where they're like, all right, reset, everyone's fired. We got to start from scratch. And in the rebuilding stage, 
there are so many people, myself included, from all over the country, all over the world, really, that are like, we'll set up shop here. That's it. It's already set up for it. Why not? And we, we can do it all as a communal thing where everybody starts to pitch in and share all the stages, the ownership, all that shit, put it in trust and all that, and nobody has to fight over nothing. Use it, schedule it out, and boom, you're making your movies. Oh, that'll never happen because of the government. You can't say communal. Well, sounds too well, much like... the cannabis industry works like that a lot where people share facilities and licenses to grow and stuff like that. So that's why I bring it up. And I've been telling people they need to do that with uh, property so that we can get places that are private to drag race and shit like that for years. But blue states will do that, though. Blue states are fine with doing that. But red, I'm in a red state. They are trying to take out. They're trying to make it as hard as possible for anything. Yeah. And they, they're the ones that they got voted in. Like, even your constituents don't want this. Like, what are you doing? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Just be but, Yeah, music, music and movies. Those are the two industries that need a hard reset. Yeah, that's legit. Hard to argue. Really percent on that. And put me on the payroll of both. <laughs> Did we even Start give it. ratings for this one tonight? Not yet. But we should dive into that. I'm gonna start with you. Because we are already <laughs> all gave rate our reasoning, so fuck. Yeah, we did. I still got um, more reason. Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, this one is literally probably the one that gets stuck in my head the most. Obviously, you get the nostalgia from the original, all the imagery of stuff off screen. There's no blood, there, but yet it's still terrifying. And the notion of this, especially for that time, if you think about it, set it off. And it's just people were just like, what is this on a screen? Just like The Exorcist did, you know? But for me, for modern day people, I feel like this is one of those solids they need to go see. I'm going to give this one a nine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'd give this a nine. All right, nice, nice. This is a good one. I'm give it a ten. I'm not even gonna lie to you guys. This was just so fucking good to me. And You're living at ten lately. I love yeah, it. You know what it is? It, it's the gory shit I love. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. It's the gory yeah. shit. It's the slasher esque. Because I don't know if you. I mean, would you consider this would be considered a slasher, right? Yes, no? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Slash is my favorite genre. Hands down, my favorite. Sub, sub, sorry, sub genre of horror. So, we got that there, too. The salt in the wound, man, on the hand that got cut off, the, the hook in his back. Like, there's so many great little things about what? this. That's yeah. Just, when he cut his leg off, he just, shh, put that there, hooked him up. Had, yo, had, um, I forgot to do his name, but cut his face off. Jessica Biel's boyfriend and wore his face when she's when he's killing her friend. Looks back at her with her boyfriend's fucking face. That that was cool. Wow. I was like, oh. Like Did he do that with the face? Yeah. And he looked her back. All that he turned back around in front of yeah. the truck with the headlights on. Yep. I didn't even pick up on the face this time around. Yeah, when she was in the van, I was like. I like that. Once it gets around that part, I'm always waiting for that part. I'm always waiting for that part. And I forgot, yo, I haven't seen this in so long. I forgot about when she cuts uh, Leatherface's arm. One arm yeah. Off. Yeah, same. Yeah. Dude, that scene where he turns around, he's got his face off. Like, I loved it because to me, the detail I picked up on was that he was in a rush. 
because he didn't get it as tight. It wasn't, it was hanging off. It was like open. Like if it was a, one of those Halloween masks that there's the extra, but you forget to tuck it in type deal. And it was just so much extra of the face. So he didn't get to like form it. He didn't get to sew it and stuff. So I was like, yo, he literally just got done doing this shit, threw it on and fucking turns around and sticks here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's, well, it's so fucking good how they did everything in this. The kills were great. The suspense. Like every time she steps into something, like you don't really feel like you know where he's gonna be at any point. Mm-mm. How they put, yeah, that was that was fucked up. That's right. I didn't even, th- I didn't think about the psychological aspect and that's of the boyfriend's face looking like, back. You know, shit like that. I mean, you, of course, you have that whole chase, but shit like that really fucking mm-hmm. with me. Fucking um, later in the movie, actually, later in the movie, where again with Jessica Biel. Where yeah. just because we were just talking about the dude that was hanging up, you know, the one guy that's foot cut off, his leg cut off, and he's playing the piano with his toe, blood dripping on the keyboard and the, the keys and all that shit. But when she, when he tells her to stab him in the stomach, and then she's just like, because she's trying to save him at first, and she couldn't save him before. Right. She's like, stab him in the stomach, but she wouldn't want to do it at first. Then she does it, and she's at the. I don't know if you guys picked up when she was like rubbing on his foot and told him she was like, "Forgive me." Yeah. That was another fucking <laughs> intense fucking mind fuck of a scene. More, yes, there was gore with it because you seen the blood, but more than the gore, that was like a fucking like whoa. And, was- it, and, and I, I love that side of it. Like everyone is playing with their food mm. essentially. Yeah. You know that because everyone, the, the the share everybody in the family is like, except for what's his name. Uh, one who helps him. I can't think of his name at the moment, but uh, and even then, still sort of like playing with your food in a way. Like he knows where he's at, you know, what he's gonna eat ultimately. <laughs> you know? yeah, he does. He does. I, I I just dig this movie. I think they did such a great job with it. They did. This this movie shows like the people who who were involved in this movie actually cared. They were like, listen, look, we're gonna do a remake. We need to do it fucking justice. And we need to do it. We need to make it, in my opinion, I feel like they're like, we need to make it be equal to, if not better than the original. Because that is what a lot of people do love is the original. I know a lot of people love part two, but I'm just going to go with that. And they blew the original. Like, I would, I'm not going to say, I'm, all right, if someone was to ask me which one to watch, just watch this one. If they said, if I just chose one, cause, but it is my favorite as well. I know you probably told them like part two. Now, Mick, if they said, which is the, not your favorite, which is the best one, would you tell them this? This one. Okay. This one. No bias. This one followed by the original. Very close. Because, see, the one thing I will say that it held to, that it did well, like I said, it held on to that. It always makes you feel tense. It always makes you feel, like, hot. Um, The performance in the original aren't as good as the performance in this one. Agreed. But it is, they are pretty good for the time. Because back then, I, I got to give it to them, uh, even though they're all young indie actors who are just stepping into this movie that became iconic, you know? So you, when you're making this, you don't know if it's going to be a hit. And then it becomes iconic and you start comparing the actings. It's like, they were all young. like, um, And they did such a great, intense work. Like, Toby Hooper really pulled out great performances in them. This, of course, so much better. 
um, you know, for, for being able to do that. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it might be the best of these retread of sequels that came out, uh, of reboots that came out. It's not. I have to think about it. It's, again, it's top three. It's, for me, my top three for it's this, no order. It's this, Friday the 13th, and um, Evil Dead. No. In no particular order, but if I was to do an order, I'd say maybe Evil Dead, this, and Friday the 13th. Even though Friday the 13th is part of my favorite freaking franchise. But, you know. Dude. Friday the 13th is really good. I like it. We talked about it. Nightmare on Elm Street now, I think, is better. now that after And after the rewatches and everything, of course, we talked about uh, Evil Dead. And I'm just talking about the three that you had just mentioned, but like Evil Dead, fantastic. I would put this at a very close two. Again, not, in, not as far as remakes in general, but like the horror remakes of that time. Because if you want to be technical, The Thing is a remake... Oh, of yeah. the thing from another yeah, world, yeah. and that—that's probably the best remake of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Um, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of that time, which I mean, and they—what was it? Friday. Oh, I mean, besides this one that came out in 03, the other ones were kind of close. Oh, 09, 10, and thirteen. Yeah, because it's too much. Like the because I remember, yeah, they just went hard at the in the like the early 2000s into the 2010s early 2010s they went hard with these remakes they really did now, a lot of people bitch about the requels and stuff like that and they're like well, i don't even know what that is it's like uh it's better than some of the like because again i can i'm not going to watch a nightmare and i now that i think it's it's great now that i really like it i'm not going to watch it over the original I'm not going to watch the remake of Friday the 13th over the original. I'm not going to watch the remake this over the original. So what is it about the originals that are so special that I can't transfer my thinking over? The only thing I will say, well, no, I'm never going to watch Evil Dead or Evil Dead Rises as much as I will watch Evil Dead 2 or Evil Dead or Army of Darkness. I love those movies. So is it nostalgia, though? What is it? What, well, what do you guys think? But no, 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 no. Because for me, I would pick this one. I would watch this one over the original TCMs. And then same with the Evil Dead. Just with that, Friday the Thirteenth, absolutely not. Give me the OGs. Nightmare mm-hmm. on Elm Street, give me the OG. Even though I really enjoy it, we're just talking about just the originals. Give me the OG. Give me the OG. Now, do you think that these are the type of remakes that should... What about Halloween? Hmm. What about the Halloween which, remake? Which one? Are we going with 18 or are we going with Rob? Rob Zombie. I will watch... I don't mind Rob Zombie, the first one. Let's do I both. hate let's, to say Let's go with both. Okay, so with with the first one... Are you talking about... Oh, you're, now, what are we talking? Getting rid of the original... Watching this over the original Halloween? I can't... Yeah, like what... Yeah, no, I'm gonna watch the original Halloween over both of them. Yeah, uh, but I, I, I'll be honest, I'll probably watch the 2018 version of Halloween <laughs> more than the first Rob Zombie, but I will watch neither of their sequels again. I'm with you on both of those. How weird is that? Interesting. Yeah, I'm actually, processing that right now. 
because I, I did I did like the rock like I said I did like the rock remake I did like the 2018 actually 2018 was more of a sequel wasn't it it wasn't a remake it was just ignoring 2018 it. was a sequel but it was a sequel to the first movie so the timelines are different in every one because you have so then you have Halloween then Halloween two and then you could do Halloween Halloween two and Halloween H two O or you can do Halloween, Halloween 2, 4, 5, and 6. Mm-hmm. Or you can do Halloween, Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends. Or you can just go with Halloween and Halloween 2, which are the Rob Zombies. There's different timelines. and the fucking It jumps all over. I was going to say, <laughs> honestly, you can't even use the 2018 as a, a replacement for the original because it's a sequel of the original. So it has to be Rob Zombies. And therefore, I'm definitely not doing it for Rob Zombies. And it, it was as good as it was, as dope as it was. <clears throat> Which it's just always been story for me. Story, the story has always been weak, in my opinion. Speaking of him, speaking of Rob Zombie, how would you feel if they did? If him did the his wife's not in it. His wife's not in this one. But wait, wait, wait. Say it again. So, uh, what was that again? Remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Rob Zombie. Okay. What do you think of that? Uh, <sighs> if Rob if Rob Zombie did a Texas Chainsaw? Yeah. I mean, it's going to look great. Does he write it? Can we get a writer in there? I don't I'm not a big fan of his stories. Okay. My, my problem with Rob Zombie is first of all, his music's great. I love his fucking music. Uh, his filmmaking is awesome. I think it looks great. I think you get great performances out of everybody. Tarantino-esque. I'm not saying it's a copy of Tarantino, but it's Tarantino-esque. And I love that style. Mm-hmm. So it's cool with me. Uh, I don't even care that his wife's in everything. I don't give a shit. Like, it doesn't bother me. She's not the strongest actor, but it doesn't bother me. Okay. She was fine in uh, Lords of Salem. I really liked her in The Monsters. I thought she did a good Lily, ta- a Lily Monster one. I didn't see it yet. I gotta um, see it. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of a fun. It's more for kids, like yeah. adults and kids can get that one. It's a family film, so it was cute. Uh, and I'm a Monsters fan, so like I'm down for it. And it should be that campy and creepy and, and kooky and weird. Uh, so like to me, the funny thing is that's the best thing besides Devil's Rejects that he's ever written. In terms of a movie, in my opinion, and it's be and I and, and it's be I, it's funny to me that one is a follow up that's actually standing as a prequel to the original TV series, and the other one is a a sequel to his own movie. So it's like once the characters are established, he has cool concepts for an idea for a movie, but he can't finish a whole story with them unless he knows them well. But even then, you go to three from hell, and it's nowhere near as good. So he's such a uh, he's such an enigma about a lot of things in the way he goes. <laughs> Thief's Diamond. I'm sorry. I know I'm a movie guy, so like I get into it. Right, right. No, it's wrong with it. Oh no, I see some of the comments. I'm like, I know I go down the rabbit hole. Um, yeah. So so for me, watching a Rob Zombie film, like I just wish he had a writing partner or something because he has great concepts. But he needs somebody who can flesh out a first, second, third act. It can't all be like we're going to stand on the uh, violence. We're going to stand on the horror. It's like no, you need it. We want a good movie too. Like yeah, yeah. I okay. I see. I, see what you're I agree. With that. that makes sense. That makes sense. So with his, his visuals, with a great writer, could be a dope.
And and I, I think the same exact thing for Ari Aster, because I think his movies, story-wise, are so hollow and just boring. Which one's Ari Aster? Uh, he did uh, Midsummer. Uh, he did... Uh, and I like Midsummer Rattery. a lot. I love Midsummer. But they're gorgeous films, and he's got great themes to them, great acting. Again, all on point. But the stories need to be like... That's why when you're a writer and a director, it doesn't always work. Yeah. Everybody feels like it does. <clears throat> I you need to be checked sometimes. It's been a minute. It's true. Isn't that the, the role you know, of the producer or the executive producer? Or? Well, the, the yeah, but nine times out of ten, these name directors are at, they get these big movies that come out and they do really well, and then they have some more freedom for the next one. They have bigger stars. So, like, the producers don't always step in, you know, because sometimes the director has a little more clout, you know, like the David Gordon Green right now. We're seeing he got Exorcist off a. Of, the success of Halloween because that's all they saw was the dollar signs, and they weren't listening to the fans saying this is dog shit and terrible. Please don't give him the Exorcist. And now that movie is terrible, and it still has two movies they're going to produce. <laughs> so like it, so you see that's where it's the double edged sword of like you don't give too much power to any one individual on the set. Like the it's got to be copacetic. It's got to be the producer and the director and everyone. All have to work together and see the vision. Now, I'm not saying the griping doesn't happen, all that little bullshit, but you got to be willing to work together. The producer has to trust the director. The director has to trust the producer wants what's best too. And then when you do, when you have all of those things work perfectly in sync, and you have a talented writer, you have talented filmmakers, you have talented actors, you have a producer who trusts everyone, you get something like The Godfather. You know, and you and that, that which is a movie that was wildly uh the executive and Robert Edmonds producing it, and just everybody all together worked perfectly together. And even when they were at e each other's throats, they still trusted each other and there was friendship mm -hmm. there. And they got they made probably the most perfect movie of all time. So what is so now can that happen every time? No, of course not. But like that's what it tells me though. <clears throat> Sometimes somebody has to say to Rob Zombies or the Ari Asters, your stories are what are killing you. Yes. Halloween 2 was more because of the fucking executives. I will back him on that because he was even unhappy about it. But all of your movies, all of your stories fall short and just really rely on violence. Mm -hmm. That's Tarantino's doesn't. They, they, he tells a good story. So hire somebody to work with you and tell good stories. That's true. That's my opinion. Very but, valid. Very valid. I, I, initially, I was kind of on exactly what you were saying. I'm, I'm not changing, but kind of in the same boat as you. And I stopped to think about it. And I was like, Rob Zombie doing a Texas Chainsaw. I, I think it'll look good. I think it'll get the atmosphere. But I also think that if he did it first, it would have been one of those things that we were like, oh, my God, this is super dope. But now that we have this one also in the mix to see yeah. now if he goes and takes one. I mean, yeah, we got 20 years up front now in special effects being done differently and, you know, music design, the image qualities there and progressed even from where this 2003 one landed. I don't know if that's going to be enough, like you said, with just the gore side of his presentation of it to make us go, no, this one's better. Or, hey, you know what? This is on par with it. I think this one's going to be hard to touch. Well, it's like I said, and uh, like with when towards the beginning of this, um <clears throat> Not even beginning of this, but like the beginning of this, this particular conversation. Uh, there's got to be a reason I still always go back to the originals. I think and, that's the nostalgia. 
Yeah, it, I, but it, I, I don't, I don't always because I do. Like, I'll say this first and foremost: I go back to Back to the Future for nostalgia all the time. Mm. It's my favorite movie of all time. But it is pure nostalgia in the way it makes me feel. But not every movie does that for me. Like I like, and 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 yes, there are definitely horror films. Like the the uh, the fog does that for me. Halloween does that for me. Uh, so yeah, I definitely see the nostalgia. But but even like. And Friday the 13th, I would too. Not so much Nightmare on Elm Street. In fact, it's not one of my pure go-tos. If it's on TV, I'll watch it. Or if we're doing like the things we're doing with Sturdy Show, I'll watch it. Still great. Still all my opinions are valid on it. But it's just not a go-to. But I still prefer it over anything else. You know, it's still like uh, in in terms of like remakes or, or, you know, anything coming forward like it's just I, I think it's because back then, at the end of the day, we we want story. Spectacle is nice, and it keeps us reeled in, and we love it. But at the end of the day, we're we're creatures of like wanting good story, something to pull us in and keep us there. And if you don't have a good story, I just think it doesn't work as well. I think our brains know, like, okay, that might be. I love it right now. It's amazing. And then, like four yeah. months from now, you're like, eh, I don't know if I want to see that. No, you you do definitely have a point there because as much as I love the the blood, guts, and titties and all that stuff in horror, mm-hmm. I do. I'm not gonna lie to you guys, I do. But <clears throat> again, slasher is my favorite. Yeah, too, girl. Slasher is my favorite, but I do love when a horror movie has the fear factor and it has that good fucking story with it because it makes it such a better movie. They they may not be my favorites. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Again, slasher is my favorite. Just. This is what I grew up on. It's what I know. But when you get those movies with the good stories and you get the gore with it, the craziness with it, the psychological with it, oh my god, that's like what the fuck? Mm-hmm. That's what that's what I want. That's what I need. Give me it. But now give me another slasher or two or fifteen. I can't help that part of it, man. I, mean, <laughs> I can't help that part of it. I don't know. So when was the last time that you watched this one, Mick? This movie mm-hmm. last week was on. It was on TV. Mm-hmm. Before that, he means. I think yeah, I was gonna say he think he means more so. Oh, well, okay. Oh, sorry. Um, oh the last time I, I probably I was in my first house, like my first one that I bought my wife. Uh, so it had to be. We bought it in twenty fifteen. So okay. I'd say between twenty fifteen and twenty eighteen. Okay. Okay. So give or take a decade later, and here we are almost a decade later watching it. Do you feel like your sentiment towards it or your opinion of it has changed at all? Evolved, gotten better, more acclaimed to it now, or lesser? Was the initial view the one that like set this one in your mind? Uh, I think I like it more now than I did the first time around. I think back then I had like that, it, uh, it's just nothing beats the original, nothing's as good. And then as I grew up, and I mean, we even saw the change as late as the other day with Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, if I feel wrong or I see something differently at a different age, I might. Uh, it, will I revisit this one? This is going to be like a Nightmare on Elm Street for me, where if it's on TV, I'll watch it. But nice. um, I'm not going out of my way to watch it. But are you happy to? Um, I wouldn't call it happy. I'd call it content. Okay. It'd be like That's it's fair. viewing hard. That's fair. Yeah, like, yeah, for me, I don't know when I'm going to watch this again. I, get, I don't remember the last. As a matter of fact, the last time I watched a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie was, um, shit, the last one that came out when we reviewed that. I think I watched that twice. Once when it first came out, you know, the day it came out, and then the second time was to review it. 
and <laughs> it's it's a fun franchise for me. I just recently watched part three. Finally, never seen that. That's a <laughs> ain't that some bullshit? I literally seen every other Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, if I'm not mistaken, with the exception of part three until like two weeks ago. How the fuck does that happen? <laughs> All right. So now since yeah. you brought that up, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mick, before I ask you. No, no. I was just going to say, dude. I, there's so many movies I can't wait for you to watch. And, and there's a ton yeah. that I got to watch because you guys have been opening my palette even more towards a lot of stuff and bring me back to some nostalgia, giving me crazy new ones that I never, ever would have watched, honestly, even even with me working in a video place, in Hollywood video back in the day. I'm not afraid to yeah. say there, there are movies that I would just keep walking by and just never, ever pay attention to. There are movies that exist that I don't even know they exist, yet I've stocked them hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. Yeah, uh, it, right I here, get that. This movie right here, I'm about to show you guys. Hang on, give me a moment, please. I, <clears throat> me and I don't know if you were on this episode. I no, I don't think you were on this episode, uh, Chris. I, but I know me and James reviewed this. Which one? This shit right here, the sadness. What the fuck is this? This shit is wild. That is on my list ever since you guys have reviewed it. This shit, like I want, I'm gonna watch this again. I'm definitely gonna watch this again. I love this fucking movie. I really enjoyed. it was just this was what one of those. It? I didn't. I didn't even it's listen. Like a to that Japanese episode. horror. <clears throat> yeah, like a. It's a. It's like a yeah. Korean zombie film. It is fucking bonkers. Like holy yeah. shit, the gore, the the just you're just like oh my fucking goodness like this train to busan because i didn't really have a favorite favorite zombie movie <clears throat> train to busan was that for a little bit because the wildness of that until i seen this earlier this, it came out last year but i seen it earlier this year and i'm just like holy fuck this is gonna be hard to beat for me for zombie movies this is gonna be hard to beat because this just gave me everything so this show just made me have another question for you guys so i have two questions for you guys first one we'll get mm-hmm. through in the responses and then i'll come up with the next one mm-hmm so question one, now that we talked about the Netflix, uh, TCM, TCM, Texas. now that we have that, okay. We can all agree that this one is probably the better one, right? By far. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. By far. So what exactly about this new one is your biggest gripe about it? That makes it so far removed from being even on the level or close to the level of the 2003. Um, it just doesn't have the same gravitas. Uh, yeah, it, it, to me, it doesn't have. Uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to. You're saying why doesn't the newest one live up to this one? Yeah, yeah. Why? Why is your opinion that on that? Yeah, I to me, like they, it's. I felt like they took away from what got you into really loving this from the original film, and just you know, we'll go to the 03 one is. You know, some friends on a trip going to do going to do whatever they were going to do, and then shit happened. These people were going to this place to kind of change that town or whatever. So it kind of mm-hmm. took it took away from the whole like surprise factor because didn't they know about the Texas Chainsaw thing or or was it a rumor? What? <clears throat> I forgot what the fuck it was in this movie. No, they knew about it, right? Now that you can get this at snobsmerch.com. Boom. <laughs> Somebody <clears throat> said they like the shirt. Jay Han, my homie. Yeah. Nice. Love the shirt. Um. Yeah, I see what you're saying, dude. I, I I didn't realize Mark Nisball directed this too. He did the Friday Thirteenth remake. That makes sense. That's awesome. They have the same like feel 
It's funny that they were both shot in Texas. So does that mean he did <laughs> the Friday remake too? He did. Yeah. But he wow, did the Friday remake. So he did After. the Friday remake in which one? Friday and Nightmare this. on Elm Street. So did he do the Nightmare on Elm Street, I meant? No, I don't think he did Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, he did. Okay, he did Friday and then 03, this 03? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking about the... He probably got that. He, yeah, he probably got it off of that one. Got They're it. probably like, yeah, you want to do Friday? And then the other um, thing was that... Who did this? Paramount? Was this one a Paramount? Um, this one was not Paramount. Go Universal? Go. I gotta show you guys another freaking... Oh, that's kind of a, that's kind of funny. The director of Nightmare on Elm Street he worked on a Justin Timberlake video. He directed Justin <laughs> and just a correlation like Jessica Biel on this. Yeah. And, uh, as far as Jayhan, this next one right here is for you. This is a big reason why you should watch the sadness. See that face? Jesus, <laughs> she looked high as fuck. That's why you need to watch it. <laughs> All this shit in here, too, is why you need to watch it. All this shit going on over here as well. But this is just... Look! This is what I'm talking about. This crazy shit right here. This is a wild fucking movie. More crazy shit. Oh, the one with light. Yeah, I mean, he's just kind of standing there. <laughs> oh, this one right here. The picture wasn't big. This. Okay. Oh, yeah. You love your gore. I, I, so I guess that was a Taiwanese movie, is it? Or is it Korean? I, I, I don't remember if it was Korean or Thai. I forgot, to be honest with you. All right, so that leads us, since you segue back to this perfectly, question number two. I mean, you guys really, well, you said not as much gravitas. Sturdy, what, what, oh, yeah, your thing was yeah. the whole premise behind the reason. Yeah, because it, it, it kind of took away from the story. It kind of took the fear away. What I did enjoy, the best part about that movie was the bus scene. Okay. Where you just yeah, but that's. Chainsaw. What was the bus scene, though? The bus scene was the quintessential. Hard slasher yeah. fanboy murder for and that's that's pure fan service and I think that's what fucks people up. Like I don't mind fan service in a film. I'm a Star Trek fan. I love fucking fan service mm -hmm. all day. I'm a Star Wars fan. I love fan service all day long. How's it going? And Rachel? I don't mind it in my horror movies. But like when you watch this version, the 2000, you watch the 1974 version, you watch the 2003 version. It feels real, even like. Yeah, the original when he's just bonking you on the head, it's like whatever. It still feels real. It still feels like this is this could happen. This could exist. That that remake or, or continuation or whatever they did in Netflix, which I didn't, I didn't even hate it. You know, for all everything it was, I didn't even hate it. But I was like, this is just this is what the second one was. Yeah, it's sir, and that's why I love the second one, and that's and I know that as fan service, but I know it's a terrible movie too. Mm -hmm. We got family in the building. What up, James? What's yes. up, man? Hurry the fuck back, man. That's all I'm gonna say. Is hurry the fuck back. We all miss you. Yeah, no. So does Mick. I do. I ask about you, bud. Okay, so are you guys done with your explanation on that? Yes. Oh, you know what? No. Mm -hmm. My last thing too with that one is they tried to copy Halloween 2018 and they did a horrible job with it. But the whole Sally coming back to try to it was just there was no reason for it. There was no reason for it because with Michael it made sense. He's been chasing Lori for fucking years. She's tired of the shit. She wants to take this dude out. This dude stay look and here's the thing, this dude stays not only does he stay 
in Texas. He stays at his own property. He stays on his own property, literally. So you're going on his property and wondering why you're getting chopped the fuck up. <laughs> now, on the way there, yes, his family gets you there. That's 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 one thing. But there's the ones, the, the stragglers that are wandering off because there was so many fucking cars there. There was so many fucking cars there. Which yeah. that's something I love about movies like this. Like this one did it right. I feel Wrong Turn did it right. I mentioned earlier. I love when I love when films that are like in these type of areas do that. It's where you see the cars from. Just a bunch of cars in a lot. It looks like a fucking old junkyard. And it's like, holy shit, they got that many fucking people without seeing the bodies. Mm-hmm. Just seeing shit. You'll see a couple bodies here and there, a couple things here and there. What are you saying? So what do you think about in terms of horror then, like we were talking about? Um, so for me, like I said, like I need a good story. Like I but I don't mind camp. That's yeah. the thing. Like the the Texas uh Texas Change from Master 2, again, going back to that. The reason I like it and respect it so much is like even the poster in that movie is mocking the Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. you know. So like the whole point was they knew they were coming out with zany, crazy, absurd, and De- Dennis Hopper in a chainsaw battle. Like it, it's they knew what they were making, and I think I respect the filmmakers who are like, we know what we're making. Yeah, like Edgar Wright with Shaun of the Dead. Like we know what we're making. We're having fun here, and we're gonna make a good. And I think that's what makes it good. It's like we know what we're making. We're gonna acknowledge it. We don't expect you to come see this like that new Texas Chainsaw, and be like it's campy, but we're playing it like it's real, like it's like it's that but, certain horror that we're we're always expecting. You 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 know what it is too. It's um with the new one, with the whole social media shit, like how they added that into it too. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it it takes away from the horror. It takes away from the horror aspect of it. I mean, I I get it because it it was you know shot for twenty twenty two and all that shit. So I respect that portion of it. But when there's people getting caught up on the bus like that and people just standing there and he's just yelling at Leatherface like, what the fuck? That's what like, come on, in real that, life. That uh, it's y- yes and no to an extent. I'll say to an extent. To an extent, I'll say that because I don't think people are gonna be too ballsy. I don't know though. I don't know. People are fucking stupid as shit, too. Yeah, so. I mean, in those situations, I've always had issues with in movies where there's so many people that can outnumber the person. Okay, you may lose a couple of y'all, and okay, you guys are in the front. You probably know you're going to catch the brunt of it. I get you trying to escape, but if he's yeah, already preoccupied for a second and there's 60 of us, I'm pretty yeah. sure 20 and 30 of us can jump on him real quick in that instant. But that thinking is not the thinking of the generation they were portraying. It's true. It's very like, true. Like, you know, we grew up in that situation where we feel like that and like, okay, we got to do something here. We got to mm-hmm. take this. And that's why that works. And you see it so much in uh, in old horror movies with the jocks and the stuff and the, and those stereotypical characters who are like, we got to fight him. We'll just go kill him. Let's take him out. And then they get murdered. Like, there's that ju- there's that satisfaction, which I was like, this was, this was almost like porn for it. And that's where, it, like, porn for like people who hate this new generation in a weird way um so it's like you know it, it, it's just and they so they're killing off all the little you know gen zers i guess is what they are yeah, I, uh, millennials maybe i, I don't um, know man i don't pay attention i don't keep up with all that shit i just know i'm 37 <laughs> <laughs> like all that Fair. all that extra made up side nickname gen whatever i i don't fucking know i i really don't like i never i never got any of them shit so i'm like i, I laughed at the cancel culture i'm, I'm, I'm an 80s baby <laughs> i laughed at bro i'm going to cancel you i i laughed at that i did 
And then when he got chopped, I laughed again. But you know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that was yeah. so. It was just, and it works. It works. But it wasn't that yeah. great. Like I, I only watched it again. I watched it when it first came, and I think I watched it for the pod, and that was it. I may have to. Re- well, I'm gonna revisit it because again, I'm going through this whole franchise at some point. But uh, I'm not really looking forward to well, seeing that one. Any movie, honestly, any movie that's not. That is more about the message than telling a story is going to suck. I, I, I hate to say like, but it it's true. It's going to suck. It's not going to be good. Not because a message shouldn't be there, but all of the best movies still have messages about whether they're social themes, whether they're you know, whatever they are. If you're like if you're absolutely out there and you're and you're making a movie strictly unless it's a documentary but even then they should be by uh, you know unbiased but mm-hmm. uh if you're making a movie and you're like oh, i want to add these themes like like alien completely being about rape you know that whole thing is an analogy for it so like but most people don't catch on to that until they st- study it a little bit and some never figure it out just you know fans of it they never know that that's what it's about and that's the way it should be in terms of movies like you should get the theme but it shouldn't take us take over the story it shouldn't be what this is about yeah, yeah. agreed you know then you're not telling a good story we want the interpersonal connection mm-hmm. and intimacy of a story within our uh movies yep. yeah right. so question two since we have segue back and stared away from it what do you guys think about if we start getting an influx of remakes but from other studios overseas. So if somebody is Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Indonesian, Bollywood, or fucking even like South Africa, like what happens? You know, how do you feel about that? Do you think we'll get some good shit? I think we definitely would. I know we will. They they are, and we, they are already, and we will. You can find a remake of all of our properties. But are they actually named the property though? Or is it just under something? And that's the thing. I, I mean, it's under something else. It, and it has to be only because you can't like I mean unless they get special circumstance like there are some uh, other countries that remake our products but even then like some of them can just be like go screw America yeah <laughs> okay come get us like whatever mm-hmm. you know um, it, so they exist to some certain level they're always going to look different because it's always yeah it's a different, somewhere else different you know world. like you can't have the texas chainsaw massacre but you there are chainsaw massacre movies in korea there are chainsaw massacre that are following the same formula gotcha mm-hmm. so it's just about finding them now to your point like remaking them where they're mainstream out there and like under the same name they, and everything getting you know theatrical yep. releases i they won't do it um unless there's like a lot of money thrown to them mm-hmm. they won't do it because imagine it's gonna be better mm-hmm. i had to break wow. it's gonna be better no i fuck no that's fuck what that. i wanted I to get to that's what i wanted it. to ask that's what i, was I don't hate for. to break it that's one i don't hate to break it and the reason why i say this is because like if you're someone who enjoys film watch foreign film watch mm-hmm. foreign film i don't care what genre of film it is well for this we're gonna stick with the horror but overall i must say watch foreign film but i don't care what you know horror watch foreign horror films yeah, they yeah. are Agreed. fucking i mean the sadness is one 
Shit, two that I named on here. Train to Busan's another one. Yeah. Those two right. I'm just like, oh my god, they're doing some wild shit. Yeah. They're doing some shit to where like America's just like, oh no, that's 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 too much for us. That's too no the fuck it's not. Yeah, even some of their episodic stuff that's like on Netflix or whatever. There's one with kids in a school that they get trapped. Like it was fucking awesome. I forgot what the hell it's called. I gotta look it up again. Oh yeah, I've seen some of them. Like but the thing is, like that's another thing about foreign. They like remaking our movies because they like our cinema, just like we like theirs. Like, there's not much of a difference there. Uh, I will say they're making better stuff yeah. that we're copying. You know, yeah. so like that's the messed up part. They're making original stuff. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah. shit. The Hunger Games up against. If you guys have ever seen Battle Royal, yeah. <laughs> Yo, Battle Royal. So much better. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like I gotta go back and watch that again. Both of them. There's things and the cool. idea of it. You watch fucking Hunger Games. Do you feel bad for these kids? I mean, at times the second one and the third one get like, a little heavy, but yeah. When they really play the music. Yeah. But like that first part, there's all kids dying. Yeah. yeah. Give a shit. Nobody cares. Yep. But every single kid, even if they're bad in Battle Royale, you're like, these are kids. Yeah. They played it up. They did it right. And that's the thing about foreign filmmaking compared to American filmmaking. We have too many goddamn rules put in place and rating systems that really fuck it all up. Yeah. You're I right mean, that. is that... I don't know. It's really tough because I think it's just more of the the, uh, the executives trying to make the decisions to keep it in a mass audience or whatnot than it is more so the, the red tape of the, the guidelines of rating, honestly. But I, I, I feel like, like I feel like, like once goes, you watch a movie, it's Hollywoodized. You know, it's Hollywoodized. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like that goes uh, hand in hand with, with what Mika's saying, though, is as far as like the red tape and all that shit. It's like, okay, we can only go this far with it. We can only do this. And over overseas, they're like, nah, fuck that. We're gonna go here with it because if we go here with it, yes, it's fucked up. Yes, it's crazy. But it's gonna give you that feeling of, oh my god, they fucking went there in this fucking movie. Yeah, the man, holy man. shit! Who? What the fuck? Like it's 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 those things to where it's like when you're having conversations with friends talking about that film, you're like, yo, but can you believe what they did at such and such a scene? Can you believe what they did at blah 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 blah? And then you watch the remake, the American version remake, and that all that's out of it. Yeah. It's watered down. It's yeah. just the kid jumping out the shadow. Not the kid jumping out the shadow, cutting someone's face off. Yeah. The, the only example that had come to mind, which I thought of when I asked that last question about, you know, or well, had the statement about the ratings or whatnot, is, is uh, the movie like um, The Raid. And then we got Brick Mansions here in America with Paul Walker. And, you know, I mean, it's the parkour movie and they changed so much shit and it still was okay of a movie, but it was so California. It was so Hollywood. You know what I mean? That's the problem. And to, and to add to that, they that's not even a Raid remake. Right. They're making the raid. The raid was already bought years and years ago when it first came out for uh to be remade as a mainstream American yep. Hollywood film. Mm-hmm. It still hasn't been. Or D13. Because all they do is fuck it up. Yep. They fuck it up. And the, and the reason they fuck it up is because they forget what made the original mm-hmm. so goddamn good. And they're like, yeah, but we want this new hot actor to star in it and how do yeah. we get harry styles to be that great at martial arts plus american american uh you know americans don't really want to watch all that high-flying martial arts yeah we do we watch yeah, the we raid. absolutely do want to <laughs> we watch the original you yeah. just be telling us we don't want to and then yeah. giving us shit we don't want to watch yeah as a matter of fact, yeah yeah 
I'm going to speak. No, fuck this. I'm pulling myself up for this. I'm going to speak for America on this. I don't do this. <laughs> Love it. America is not a country I want to speak up for a lot of times, but listen, listen. <laughs> your country go for it we love touche foreign action films way better than the americanized ones too many explosions all that shit shit gets boring the guns get boring we love the hand-to-hand combat with the awesome martial arts and the weapons that they use all that close combat shit it looks fucking amazing that's why i love the raid so much yes there was guns in it but the close combat oh my god you can't top that give us that come on you know why they won't we could do better you know why they and won't give us, better, give us let let the horror movies go where the other overseas movies go to because again the sadness was fucking phenomenal. No, ask James, Chris. I mean James. <laughs> Tell him. <laughs> you know why they won't? Because majority of Christian groups, Christian Judeo groups in America, are white, and they don't want that i'm a white guy i love kung fu movies i watch them all day long so white people no. just mess this stuff up again is what you're saying Bullshit, especially the one... with the insurgents we had in the 70s but okay it's annoying it. i know i know you're not wrong i know you're not wrong i'm just saying it's yeah. fucking bullshit white dumb white people are fucking enough for us wow <laughs> there you go all of us are dead that was the korean uh show with the kids in the nice. school they get trapped on the campus oh yes. i got a challenge for sturdy Oh, I'm gonna write it to you for uh, Christmas thirty. Nice. I don't yeah, know if I was say, please don't yell it out here. <laughs> no, I, yeah. you told me to write it to you, so yeah, I, I definitely will. Sorry. Yeah, see right here, top. Yo, James, it's, it's it's still my favorite. Movie. Like, I think what I might do. I know I said I was gonna do a countdown every month. I was lying to you guys, but what I may do, as a matter of fact, here's 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 what I'm putting it out there. My um anniversary episode our six year anniversary episode what i want to do is let's talk about the top horror movies i don't care what year they came out but the, you're, we're going to talk about our top maybe five or whatever i'll think about the number then horror movies that came out whenever they came out they just had to be first time watchers for you this year so whatever you watch for the first time horror this year i don't came out i don't care if it came out in 1962 or fucking 2023 it does not matter it just had to be a first time watch for you and you could have even watched it multiple times this year. Just the first time watch for you. So what was your favorite first time horror watch for you this year? But you don't got to answer that until January 1st. I think you're, and this is just an opinion, so please don't feel free to just say shut up. But your anniversary episode would be kind of cool if you took your top five movies that you reviewed on your show. Not your top five episodes, but the movies you watched. These are your top five during the run of your show, you're like, these are the best movies. Then invite a panel of friends or guests on. They have to watch those movies. And then you take the ratings and you find out which one was the best one. Ooh. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. I like that. And you know what? To flip it up, who would I have come on to do that? I'm going to, oh, you two. <laughs> Henry. Yeah, I'll get some James. more. James. Um, be back for that. And I, I think what I'll James do is... Finally. Huh? Get Jahan finally on here. There you go. I think I think the way I want to do it, though, is... I do want to do, like, the show overall eventually, but I think for this year, I'm going to do, like, my favorite from this year that I've seen for the first time. Because there's some movies I want people to watch bad that I've seen this year. But I'll go mm-hmm. back and look, because I do have a list for my ratings and stuff. Kind yeah, of I was like, that. bro, you, I don't think you'll be able to narrow it down to just five of his favorite of all time out of the 400 episodes or 450 episodes. 
four forty one today. That'd be tough. I think in there he could do it. If you if you look over your list, I think you'd find that your top five. He only has like the last year and a half, two years on the list. <laughs> yeah. Okay, for the last two and a half years. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, again, the sadness is going to be one of those films. But no, I I, I do want to hear other people's things though. Like I want to hear what other people have watched because yeah, it's yeah. it's one of those things to where it's like that's dope that you've seen that. Well, I, I got something. I, I think of something. I got something. I think of something. Yeah. Although Love I've been it. doing a lot of nostalgia watching the past couple of days, the next two or three days is going to, everything I watch is going to be something newer that I find on some of the streaming services so that mm-hmm. I can give, you know, now my reflection. I did my little TikTok with the honorable mentions. I talked about sleep or uh, summer. What was it? Bloody summer camp. What, what was it? Yeah. Bloody summer camp. We did that. Um, sleepaway camp i did uh mm-hmm. did evil dead 2 i did a whole bunch of things you know what i mean so now i'm gonna do some of the newer stuff that's more relevant and nice. really get you guys going and plus i got one coming actually a couple talking about actual games i know i'm a gamer i gotta throw some horror content mm-hmm. gaming in there too you know watch Speak- willie's wonderland i did already with these guys five nights of friday yeah we reviewed that Spe- speaking of which the banana um, splits movie <laughs> i know the next ray is gonna be starting soon so i'm gonna hit the raid thing if you guys want to jump I'm gonna. You know, we're gonna continue for a little bit longer. Of course. But uh, you guys get really listen. I'm being honest. Watch the sadness. And no, James, listen. That's true. We did watch a lot of shit movies, but there's a lot of there's a lot of ones that we really enjoyed in there. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna give you. I got some. I got. It's brewing right here. Horror movies, and it's something where I want everybody to come with a list of something. I'm gonna type it to you guys in the in the group, though. I like I'm it. Type you guys in the group, good, man. But, uh, I'm just gonna type something right now so I don't forget. <laughs> or you could do like you pick a panel and like we have to find our favorite movie that you reviewed out of your list. I like that too. You know, and then we talk about it. Or you get to go to an episode. I mean, either way. Hmm. Makes me want to makes me want to do things like go find like one you gave a ten to take the clip of it be like all right start here play this and now I start to talk about my per my version my thing if it's a movie I wasn't on for or anything that you gave a ten I like that there you go. send me the clip send me the clip matter of fact I said I it like makes that. me want to I didn't say it was here's one here's one here's one I wouldn't mind you can do. Go to one of my ratings that you agreed with as far as like really enjoying the movie and go to one that you disagreed with to where okay. it's either a movie I hated or liked. We and have to access to that agree. spreadsheet, right? Here's what you do. Yeah. All right, everybody. I'm talking to all the sturdy, the sturdy fans out there. You got two months, just over two months, right? January 1st, right? Mm-hmm. So you got over two months. Now get online and make sure you're either commenting or make sure that you throw up a video if you're on TikTok or YouTube Shorts or whatever. And make sure you are tagging this man and everything and using hashtag Sir Sturdy, right? And then tell him, debate him, tell him, like, pick out maybe something he said he didn't like that you love. Or pick out something, a memory or a movie that he did and tell us about it, what you think. But make sure you're tagging Sturdy and everything. There you go. There you go. I like that. There you go. And come be a part of the show, you know, jump in these comments and all that fun stuff because you know we're going to talk about it. You know, we're going to talk about it. And on popcorn and pints, we have that should be a reoccurring theme like sturdy versus the people. I like it. Yep. 
All right. Like so you guys are jumping in the raid? Yes, sir. No, no, I'm just starting the raid. So, people, go follow that raid. Jayhan, it's going to start in about five seconds. If you guys go, go. I get it. Again, we're going to wrap this up in a little bit. I do want to talk a little bit more. Okay, cool. But Got uh, a minute or two here. We're good. Yeah. So I, yeah. I appreciate anybody who has been in the chat all day. Anybody who's been following us from raid yes. to raid to raid. You guys are fucking goats. We know how valuable your time is. We know, especially because we do this for y'all and we know how much time it takes. So thank you for showing your appreciation by also viewing our content. Make sure you're going to follow Mr. Scene Snobs right here. Mr. Sn <laughs> I almost said Snick. Mick Manhattan over on the Scene Snobs. He's got tons of merch as well. He's got a Patreon. He's got a bunch of great free content for you on his YouTube channel. His communities are growing like bangbusters. Go follow him on Discord and join the Snobs Nation. Oh, thank you. No doubt. And then yeah. over here, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Sir Sturdy of Horror with Sir Sturdy, which you're watching right here, right now, whether you're on his channel, Mixed Channel, or my channel. I'm on Tuesdays and Thursdays with this man because it's a goat. It's a great show. We all love horror. If you're going to get down with us, we know that what it is. And we don't mind debating. So bring your energy, bring your scariness, bring mm -hmm. all of your gore loving self and sex appeal. Let's go. Nice. Got someone over here starting live. Okay. I do I do have um a new favorite found footage movie though, James. Blair Witch is still up there. I love that movie. But Creep One and Two. That is good. Those Sorry, shits. <laughs> those shits. That's all I'm gonna say, man. I get going, Mick. I get going and I can't stop, bro. I can't stop. <laughs> you good by me. I don't care. Don't bother me. <laughs> no, listen, between these two guys right here, okay, on your screen right now, they both have collectively over a decade, if not more, almost a decade and a half of podcasting history and experience. So you guys want to go check out oh, fucking Mick with all of his knowledge of the film industry. There's insight on filmmaking, lighting, the business behind the scenes, thought processes and shit like that. Serge Sturdy has been a horror fan since he's a child. This man knows tons and tons of things. He may not remember it all in the moment, but if you jar his memory, he will recall. He will that join in. True. He will let you know what's up. That is true. And you know what? I got to tell you guys this, too. This is another, you know, how Mick was talking about how, you know, you watch certain films for inspiration. I'm going to tell you guys a film that Mick was telling me about that he sometimes it inspires him to create. Over and over, you know, he'll just have it on repeat. Two girls, one cup. And he says that inspires him to do what he does. And he does some great things. So maybe you guys should take heed to it and check it out. I'm just saying, just check it out. Lied. Not a sponsor. <laughs> Not a sponsor, but can be, by the way. I had to throw it in there, Nick. That was for you. I told you, it's always going to be for you. That is literally <laughs> the last thing he wants to be associated with. He, You're the like, one that's like us saying that time. fucking Nick Cage is your best friend. Like, yep. that's, that's the epitome. That's literally the equation of that. My face is so red. <laughs> The way I feel about Nick Cage is the way he feels about Two Girls, One Cup. Seriously. Right. I have to go Two Girls, One Cup into the bathroom. <laughs> the actual receptacle, which is nice. The actual oh, receptacle nice. should have been in in the first place. Um, I'm talking about the video and everything else. Nice. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, guys. We're out of here. Right now, it looks like you're holding your butt cheeks. Like, you really got to shit. <laughs> like, you had your arm back. <laughs> like, I oh, no. I just put it on the thing here. I have the arm here. Oh, so. Got you. Got you. Straight on out. Let's go let Jayhan shine, everybody. Jayhan's gaming coming up yes. next. I don't know what he's playing. He might be playing Blood Hunt. He might be playing Black Back for Blood. Fortnite. We're going to have to go check it out. Go check Nine, him out. Everybody. And we're getting out of here.
Be here Tuesday, though. It's going to be a lot of good shit going on. I don't know what time it's starting, but it's going to be here. See you in your nightmares. Peace. And remember, two girls, one cup. Remake coming out 2026, produced by Mick Manhattan. I'll be back later around midnight Eastern, 11 p.m. Central, if y'all want, for the end podcast with a bunch of other people that were in part of this raid-a-thon. So I'll see you guys soon. Peace. Peace. I'm going to bed. I'll see you in your nightmares.